So what do you, we'll talk about a little bit about what, what you do now. I know you're in real estate. Yep. Tell the listeners about what you do and how you can help them. Okay. Yes, I'm a real estate agent. I work for Hometown Realty, which is a native also of Johnston County, starting by two Clayton natives. We're the largest agency in Johnston County. I've been working with them since 2000, but I've been doing real estate developing before that, starting about 2016 with my dad doing residential developments and now moving into commercial development. But as a real estate agent, I mostly do residential. I am now moving into some commercial just because of the development side has moved me into the real estate side of commercial. So I help clients buy, sell, help investors buy and sell. So listing a home, helping buyers find the right home, people from out of town, people from out of state coming to move here. Welcome to another episode of Best of Johnston County, brought to you by Breeden Law Office. Our host, Jonathan Breeden, an experienced family lawyer with a deep connection to the community, is ready to take you on a journey through the area that he has called home for over 20 years. Whether it's a deep dive into the love locals have for the county or unraveling the complexities of family law, Best of Johnston County presents an authentic slice of this unique community. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Best of Johnston County podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Breeden, and today we have a guest on that is uh, a Johnston County native uh, and who is in real estate uh, development and uh, residential real estate here in Johnston County and Hannah's Broadwell. And I guess your maiden name was Lee and uh, her father is Dim Lee and uh, old Cleveland forever. And he was on the school board and a lot of different things. And him and her are doing some development around here. We'll talk about that and some other stuff that she does in Johnston County. And so I'd like to welcome you to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, no problem. So I guess we'll start with, you, you are actually originally from Johnson County. You're going to be the first guest that we've had, feeling with what order they run in, that I actually born and raised here. So tell us a little about what it was like growing up here in the Cleveland community, which was not like the Cleveland community today. No, it has changed a lot, especially over the last 30 years. So growing up, it was very small, rural, uh, farm, town. We knew everybody. You know, you went to the store, you went to church, you saw, you know, everybody knew school was, I mean, not very many people in each class. K-8 was in the school building, the old Cleveland school building by GCAA. Had to go to high school all the way at South Johnston and Four Oaks. So a lot less people here. And then 40 came through in the early 90s and we started booming. So changed a lot. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, and I, right. And I guess the... Cleveland Elementary School opened in maybe 94, is that right? 94, yeah, and my aunt was the first principal of the elementary school, K-5. Right. It's on the corner of Cleveland and Cornwallis. Right. Miss Ferguson. Miss Ferguson, right. Yeah, she's my, she's my aunt. And yeah, so the old school stayed the middle school for a little while until okay. the new middle school, the Cleveland Middle, was built. So, and now it's senior apartments. Right, you're running very nice senior apartments. They yeah, did that years yeah. ago. And, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of nice people live there, and uh, and they don't cost a million dollars, and and that's great. It's great yeah. for the community and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that you know, forty is not completed until '92. Uh, it was the last stretch of forty in all of America, from California to Wilmington, and it opens there in '92. And I think that's how Johnson County had about sixty thousand residents, and now Johnson County has about two hundred and seventy thousand residents in just a 
33 year period, you know, a lot of growth and you've lived here your whole life. So I guess you watched that. So what, what do you, let's talk a little bit about what, what you do now. I know you're in real estate. Uh, Tell the listeners about what you do and how you can help them. Okay. Yes, I'm a real estate agent. I work for Hometown Realty, which is a native also of Johnston County, starting by two Clayton natives. We're the largest agency in Johnston County. I've been working with them since 2000, but I've been doing real estate developing before that, starting about 2016 with my dad doing residential developments and now moving into commercial development. But as a real estate agent, I mostly do residential. I am now moving into some commercial just because of the development side has moved me into the real estate side of commercial. So I help clients buy, sell, help investors buy and sell. So listing a home, helping buyers find the right home, people from out of town, people from out of state coming to move here. Love helping those, love helping first time home buyers through the process. I work with a lot of different mortgage lenders and attorneys to get deals closed and really enjoy it. I finally figured out what I want to do with my Hey, it's never too late. It's never too late. I know. I mean, I figured out that I wanted to be a lawyer when I was in the ninth grade, you know, and, and I think that is a little unusual. Yeah, yeah you know, sitting in the ninth grade at Larbor, North Carolina, and I'm like, you know, studying civics and fellows papers, and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I like this. Like, they, they, it's pretty neat. Yeah. We're trying to form a government apart from the British. That's a pretty good idea. So Hamilton and stuff. So I was like, maybe I could be a part of that. You know? And so I was sitting there like, I literally was so like, wanted to be a lawyer. Like, I figured out like, I would graduate high school and say 93 and I would go to NC State and I would graduate 97 and then I could graduate law school in 2000. And I mean, I'm doing all of this and it's like 1989. Yeah. You know, like, that's just straight. Yeah. I actually wasn't able to um, accomplish both all of that. I, I guess I got to say a year early, but yeah, it was still, it's still fascinating yeah. on that. So I guess so real estate, so you see that you see the growth and stuff. I guess you, you worked with, I guess y'all did Mathlamore. We did. We, we developed Mathlamore, two phases in there, and then went and did Freedom Farms out off of Freedom Road by Papa Palenta okay. um, near the high school, and that is almost finished. Uh, we've got a couple more lots in there that builders have that they're building on. And um, then we moved in commercial, into commercial real estate, and that just happened because um, my dad had some property out there that Foodline wanted. Right. And so Foodline came, ended up staking claim to that little triangle there at Cleveland and Macklemore and Fire Department Road. And right. I just found out last night that they are the fourth highest producing food line in I, all of the stores. I, I, I couldn't believe that. I, I, and these numbers may be wrong, but I think they built it and they thought it might do three or four hundred thousand dollars a week, and it's never done less than six hundred thousand a week. It's amazing. It, it, it's just un, unbelievable the success they've had there. And of course, Timline being an, an original North Carolina right, company out of Salisbury, I know now it's owned by uh, a more national brand. I think maybe the people that are on Kroger are now own it, and I don't know their names, but but still, I still think that they try to keep the Food Line brand as it was when the family started it out of Salisbury 40 or 50 years ago. But that's been my experience with Food Line. I, I, I like Food Line. Um, that Food Line is extremely convenient. I live out here just like you do. Yeah. And, and everybody that's always worked there has always been nice. And, 
And you never go there and not see a whole bunch of people. So it's oh, very no. boring. You can't go in there and not stop right. and talk to at least two people. And usually it's four or five. Right. No doubt. So my grocery trip is never very short-lived. Right. But the next thing I guess you and your, your dad are working on is across the street from the food line where one's the, the pelican snowballs and the batting cages and the little baseball field my son used to play on. Now that has been flattened and they put it in parking lots. What's that so that is going to be a commercial development called Parkview Center. And we've moved Pelicans over a little bit. We still have Pelicans there for uh, a good many more years, we hope, taking up that space from us. And so the community can still enjoy that. But we are going to start putting in some commercial buildings for lease space. We have redesigned the existing building that was part of the batting cages originally. And then it was a church for a little while. We have revamped that and it is going to be a restaurant as of right now. It's going to be called Cosmic Charlie's. It is brought to us by the owner of Simple Twist, Colin Roby. She, she is going to put a restaurant in there. It's going to be more quick service food, not the same as Simple Twist. Hopefully we're going to do some morning time um, menu items as well, coffee shop. She's still developing that, getting in there and designing the kitchen right now. So. We hope her first quarter of 2024 for her to be open in there. So we're really excited about having a new spot for people to hang out. She's going to have a full bar. So there's going to be a lot of places to sit and hang out, as well as a huge patio that we hope that she's going to have some entertainment and things like that. Oh, I think it's going to be, that's gonna be awesome. I know how well, I mean, drafting by it, you know, right next door, and it's been a tremendous success. Yeah. And I mean, and so, I mean, you know, this community, Clearly, we could use more because they drafted by. I mean, it's been unbelievably successful. I think yes, it's been yes. beyond what they even thought it was yeah. going to be. And, and that's great. And I think it would be great. Anything that it seems like anything Colleen Ruby touches really good. I mean, yeah. simple to everybody loves simple twist. And, you know, I don't doubt she'll do a really good job of that too. So, how many buildings are actually going to be then? So, as of right now, we have pad ready for size additional buildings. Okay. Possibility of six later, but there are five pad ready spaces there. Okay. And we are working with a designer to build the first building as okay. of right now. We've just decided which building that's gonna be, but we're still in, the, in talks about that. So I'm not gonna say right. which one that one is. Right. But we also have the availability to actually sell the pads to businesses if they'd like to come and bring their own oh, okay. product there. So okay. We'd love to see an urgent care out there. I think right. our community really could use one of those. And we have the one up at 4042 right. and then over by the hospital. So right. I think we really could use one out this way. Right. Um, so how big will these buildings be? You know? So they're different. There's several that are different sizes. I think the largest is around 5,800 square feet. Oh, the largest. Okay. Yeah. And they go down probably to about 47, 4,600 square feet okay. is the smallest, I believe. Okay. So. So big enough that they may have more than one business. Yes, correct. Could be yes. several businesses. So they're going to be a vanilla box built, so they're going to be pretty much open inside right. where leases can come and you know okay. decide if they want one space, two spaces, depending upon the size of the building, right. and lease that space out. So. Right. Well, and I think you told me a few minutes ago that you're going to put the lot beside food line that butts up to Mathemore, not the one with the White House, yes. but the one on right next to food line on the market as well as 
maybe you might get a restaurant. We would love to have a restaurant there. Of course, it could be used for lots of different things. In the family, we refer to that lot as the mountain lot because when you're looking at it from Macklemore, it looks like it's a, a hill. A hill. Right. We just completed a retaining wall on two sides to help make the footprint up top larger than what it was. So, yeah, the sign is getting made right now, and I'm fixing to make it active in MLS. And so, yeah, that'll be on the market. Well, that's a lot going on. Yeah. Have family law questions? Need guidance to navigate legal challenges? The compassionate team at Breeden Law Office is here to help. Visit us at www.breedenfirm.com for practical advice, resources, or to book a consultation. Remember, when life gets messy, you don't have to face it alone. And I guess I'd ask you right before we started, but I'll ask you again. At one point, I was told the White House was going to be right there on the corner, was going to be picked up and moved down the road, but it's still there. So is it going to be there for the foreseeable future? I know your family owns that too. <laughs> yes, it's going to be there for the foreseeable future. The plans for moving it did not happen. As of right now, they're not happening anymore. Okay. So for right now, that building is there and it's currently being leased by Jack McClam right. and another attorney. Right. So he's happy there right now and we're going to keep that there. Well, cool, cool. Well, that's awesome. So, so I guess we'll ask you a couple yeah. more questions. What do you love most about Johnson County? From here, you're part of the having you really in the fact of this yeah. community. So I think, I really think it's the people. I mean, growing up, you could pretty much count on anybody to do anything. And I don't think that's changed with, even with as many people as we have now, and maybe we don't know every face like we used to. I still think everybody loves this community. When they move here, it becomes part of their life. They feel like they're from here once right. they've been here a while. And the people like me who grew up here feel the same way. And I just think that everybody is just very helpful and want to be helpful to everybody. I mean, we have, yes, we're just a community. We're not a town. We're not incorporated. But right. I feel like we do have that town feel when you're in the Cleveland community. And we have events like Celebrate Cleveland and now the Cleveland Fire Parade. Now the parade, the Christmas Parade that's done by, yeah. with the fire department. Yeah. So then Celebrate Cleveland started back in the early 90s as well. I was actually on that board back then when we first started it. So with Cookie Poe. Cookie Poe, yeah. I was on that board for several years. Yeah. With your brother, you know, we, we, and, we, and uh, yeah, Robert Underwood. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, we go way back. I mean, I, I was... If you know Cookie Pope, you ended up on that board at some wow. point. This was, oh man, she, yeah. she's the best. So anyway, uh, so, all right, well, cool. The, um, what would you like to see, you know, we wish you could see more of in Johnson County? I really, I got behind the whole parks and rec thing for yeah. our, our communities that are not incorporated. And yeah. I, um, I think the county is moving forward on that. So I would like to see more of that happening in our unincorporated areas. Some more push toward that would be nice to have some more spaces like that. Well, I and your father and Michael Nod and, and Scott James and, you know, actually went in and bought the land, you know, before the county did to preserve it so it didn't become another neighborhood at Polenta and in Matthews. And now the county has bought that. Like, I mean, that was a tremendous possible sacrifice by those three individuals. So we're going to buy this land and we're going to preserve it and hopefully the county buys it from them, which they did. And, yep. and hopefully in the next 10 or 15 years, we'll see a, a community park there. Uh, I don't think it's going to be immediate. These yeah. parks are 
30 to $50 million. It's unbelievable. I've been involved with that since the very beginning. I was on one of the very first calls with the county manager, Rick Hester, with the lady who owned the land about what she wanted to see and would she be willing to sell it and that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I, I was there at the beginning and then, you know, your dad got involved and Michael Nod and we now have it. And it's going to be a part. It, it may not be a part for our son to on the same age and, and play together, but it'll be a part. Maybe for our grandchildren. Our grandchildren, that's what I'm telling my kids. Hopefully your kids will be able to play there. Right, right. So I don't think it'll Next be me. So, so what, what is, and is, would you say your business with the real estate and the commercial development, what, what are y'all doing to help improve Johnston County and say after the community? Well, to touch on my real estate part as being part of hometown realty, I mean, we're very, Hometown Realty is very active in all of the communities that it serves, sponsoring so many different things from school events to community events, also local food banks and food drives and coat drives and helping animal rescues. They do a lot of stuff like that. And the agents there are so proud of Hometown Realty that they are massively involved with those things as well. Anytime there's something that we can do for the community, we're always pitching in and the agents take hold of that and in their own lives are volunteering and committing to bettering the community in those ways. There's constantly a box in our offices for some kind of donation that we're wanting to help like backpack buddies or coats for kids or all of those things we help with. I think those are helpful in our community as far as the development part of what we do. Uh, I think that offering, you know, being able to build the stuff over at Parkview Center in Cleveland community is going to be an added bonus to our citizens where they won't have to go so far for some things that they do now, even right. if it's, even if it is 40, 42, that's right. still a 10 minute drive for some people on the other side of Cleveland community, 15 minute drive. Right. And with construction, it's even more. And hopefully we'll be able to have some things up there that are a little bit closer. We have the grocery store now, we have Smart Pharmacy there now, right. a couple of, you know, several restaurants, J-Top, Subway, all those out there. Hungry Howie's is there. Hungry Howie's is there, right. Right, the mac and cheese place. Right. No, like the mac and cheese place. I, I, I'll, I'll be yeah. sick if I go there. <laughs> but anyway, I love mac yeah. and cheese. So I guess the last question would be, what are you excited right now about, about Johnson County, the Cleveland community? You know, what's going to happen here in the next, you know, six, six to 12 to 18 months? Gosh, what has me most excited? Well, I love to learn new things and I love to be a part of stuff and be of service. So I think that me learning the commercial side of things has got me excited to start that development and continue that and offer things to our community in that way. I'm always excited to see new businesses open and thrive. I I don't have a problem with the residential, you know, right. stuff. You know, that's my job now. And right. I like to see, you know, down home developers and right. builders come and, and be able to find space to build. I really enjoy it staying local. Right. So those things I'm excited about. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I mean, the growth, I mean, the growth is going to happen, right? This is a, this is a free world where you can live wherever you want to live. I used to do a lot of criminal defense. They don't get to live where they want to live sometimes. But, you know, like, and so this area is going to continue to draw people because of its proximity to Raleigh, because you have Novo, you have Griffles, 
You have these hospitals. We're about to have the Copper District in Clayton, right across from the hospital, which show like a mini Northfields. I mean, it's going to happen. And, you know, I want to compliment you and, and your father, you know, for but the, the high class way. Like, McLemore is an extremely nice neighborhood, spread out, kept as many trees as possible. You know, the food line doesn't look like a commercial thing. It fits the community. It's brick. It doesn't have these sort of plastic fake aids. And I know y'all were very involved with them and saying, we're not going to have that. We're going to make this fit. And so, you know, and we're not carry, but we're not going to just be, you know, South Sounder Street either. You know, you know what I mean? And y'all get credit for that. You may not. I give you credit for that, whether the public recognizes that or not. Those are all definitive decisions that a developer can make mm -hmm. and hopefully should make for our community to make it better. And we're about to have an exit, uh, uh, another exit, right on the Cleveland School Road off of the, one of the busiest interstates in the United States. And, you know, that's going to that's gonna add even more traffic and create more commercial there on, on the Cleveland School, on Cleveland School Road, all for 42 because it's going to have its own exit. And I think you'll start to see that develop as well. So if you want to get in touch with you that's listening to this about how you might help them in the commercial side or the residential side, how should they do that? They can call me 919-818-4276 or they can email me at annis, A-N-N-I-C-E, at myhgr.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, a little bit of TikTok. I'll do TikTok too. Yeah, LinkedIn, so yeah, just my name, Annis Lee Bronville, pretty much you can find me. Okay. Name, so. All right. And we'll try to make sure we put that in the uh, show notes uh, down below. And so if you've uh, enjoyed this episode of Best of Johnson County, be sure to like or subscribe or follow, depending on where you're getting this episode from, so that you'll be aware of any future episodes that come out every week with some exciting more guests that we will have coming on. You don't want to miss it. I think if you care about Johnson County as much as Anderson and I do, you're going to really enjoy the guests we're going to have talking about why we all love Johnson County and what makes it so great. If you would also do us a favor of leaving us a five-star review, wherever you see podcasts down at the bottom, and maybe write a review about how much you enjoy this, that'll help us with our visibility. And so other people in Johnson County and the surrounding area can find this podcast and learn a lot about it. And I do think there'll be a lot of people listening to the podcast as time goes that are considering moving here. Uh, so those five-star reviews will make it more visible for them. But until next time, I'm your host, Jonathan Breeden, and thanks a lot for listening. That's the end of today's episode of Best of Johnston County, a show brought to you by the trusted team at Breeden Law Office. We thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to sharing more interesting facets of this community next week. Every story, every viewpoint adds another thread to the rich tapestry of Johnston County. If the legal aspects highlighted raise some questions, help is just around the corner at www.breedenfirm.com. <laughs>